a national powerhouse. UFC was winning championships. And the school's journalist needed a story. Sometimes football can change your life and your purpose. Don't miss Walk On, The Bim Malcolmson Story, starring Tom Holland, Owen Wilson, and Rico Rodriguez. back executives to the sports film pitch part of the sports history network where we bring you hollywood's next sports movie we're gonna give you the cast and pitch you the movie and you the executive gets to decide should this story be made into a movie this week we have a new age rudy tale bringing it to a more modern era we're bringing you a guy who never had a chance to make one of the greatest football teams of all time. And through hard work, perseverance, and just a little dumb luck, he made it onto the team. This week we are giving you the walk-on, the Ben Malcolmson story. Let's get into the pitch. So casting for the walk-on, the Ben Malcolmson story. So we're going to cast three characters in the story. And maybe they'll actually use this in real life. This is a movie that is in development. Or pre-production, or however you want to say it. They say they're making a movie. So maybe they'll listen to this and go, those would be some good casting options. I can do that. So first... And foremost, Ben Malcolmson, the main character. Who are we going to cast in this role? Now, Ben is a writer. We'll see that he is a journalist in the movie at the beginning, and he eventually becomes a football player. He has not played football since he was in fifth grade. He was a track runner in high school. And when he came to college, he didn't even attempt to join track sports or any type of sports. So he was a thinner guy, not muscle-bound, not a normal football type of guy. So I think a guy that would fit that mold and can look like a football player eventually, at least a wide receiver type, a skinnier football player, is, ready? Tom Holland. We know Tom Holland mainly for his work in the MCU as Spider-Man. Also in the Spider-Man movies recently, Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. He's also been in other movies more recently, Uncharted, was the voice of the main character in the Pixar movie Onward, and his first film was called The Impossible, that came out in 2012. Think about that. His first movie was in 2012, and now he's a huge movie star just 10 years later. So quickly, things can change. Now, Tom is a British actor, but obviously through most of the roles we know him, he uses a American accent, so that accent doesn't have to be an issue. 
And playing Peter Parker, he's kind of got that same mentality to be kind of a journalist, curious person outside of the Spider-Man role. He's a kind of photojournalist and he likes to take pictures and he likes to be a good student and everything like that. So that really fits the mold of um, Ben. Now he's a lot shorter than Ben, but I don't think that's a big issue. Ben is 6'1", and Thomas 5'7", but overall, I think they'll be fine. The character we're casting and other things aren't super tall. We can really make that work fine. And I think him being on the smaller end will make his role pop a little bit more um, as a guy that's trying to make the team that doesn't even think he'll make the team. Next, we're going to cast the head coach of the USC Trojans in the movie. This is a real-life person, obviously, and a a very famous person. He was famous at this time. He had won national championship for USC, and then he goes on to go to the Seattle Seahawks and win a Super Bowl up there, and he's still coaching at the Seattle Seahawks to this day. That is Pete Carroll, a very unique coach, a coach that seems ageless. But even at this time, back in 2006, Pete was still kind of a white-haired coach. Still an older coach. He was about 55 at this time. Same with that. He's, he's retirement age and still coaching up in Seattle. That's crazy to me. But he is a character in himself. He's a very charismatic character, kind of a fun-loving character, um, more than a lot of other coaches. He's not, he's not that coach that's going to yell at you, beat you down, and just be overbearing. He's a player's coach, very communicative with his players, kind of have a friendly demeanor about him with almost everyone he comes in contact with. And so we need someone that fits the kind of demeanor he has and can have a fun and enjoyable character in this movie. And I think the one that fits this perfectly, when I was looking around and it was like, wow, this one hit me in the face. And once you hear it, you'll be like, of course, it's going to fit. And that is Owen Wilson. Owen has got the blonde hair, but easily can go white. And he just has that Pete Carroll look. It is it is uncanny when you put them t- next to each other. Other than a little bit of nose change, <laughs> they're really similar in their looks. And their kind of demeanor is very similar. Owen is kind of a, a comedy actor who's been in movies such as Wedding Crashers, Starsky and Hutch, The Royal Tenenbaums, The Zoolander Movies, Marley and Me, Meet the Falkers, Shanghai Noon, Armageddon. More recently, he's been in the Loki series. He voiced Lightning McQueen and all the car stuff. And going back, 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 back to his first movie, Bottle Rock, that he had with his brother, Luke Wilson, was his first film back in 1996. So been around a seasoned actor, has actually been nominated for one Oscar. And so he's got great acting chops, can play serious. He's been serious in a number of roles, but can be that fun guy as well, as Pete Carroll's kind of known for, of having a surfboard on the sideline, going surfing after practice like that's the kind of character that really Pete Carroll Pete Carroll is and that Owen Wilson can really 
B as well. So the final person we're going to cast is Mario Danello. Now Mario is the kicker on the UFC team. And he develops a friendship with Ben while on the team and really gives him purpose to be on this team. This isn't a huge role, but it's going to be a very impactful role. And to me, I'm kind of weird when it comes to these dramatic roles. I don't always look for a dramatic actor. I many times look for an actor that is a comedic actor that has just a lot of chops in that realm because so many comedians come from dark place and can joke about dark things, but they feel it too. And they can they can make that switch pretty quickly. So we're going to go with a comedic actor and he, he can be a fun guy too. He's not like this is going to be a super dramatic person. There are dramatic moments he'll have, but his character arc and his friendship with Ben is really what we're looking for. So we need someone that has a good friendship vibe. And we're going to go with Rico Rodriguez, best known for his role as Manny Delgado in Modern Family, Sofia Figaro's son in the TV show. He hasn't done a whole lot since Modern Family was ended its run on TV, and this is a great opportunity for him to branch out into a new role, something different that other people don't know him as. He has grown up, he's, he's an adult, he's not that little kid anymore, and going into a sports movie where he, he's a kicker, so he doesn't have to necessarily be in super fit sh- shape, but it is a sports movie, dramatic movie, and it's going to be very important. Other roles he has had, he's been in the Muppet movies, had many voiceover roles, and you go back, back, back to his first role in the movie, Epic Movie, back in 2007. One of those terrible spoof movies that were made back in the day. And that's where he got his start. So he's been around a lot. Been around acting even more than the main character, Tom Holland. But he got a sweet gig on Modern Family. And he showed a lot in that that he can be a very mature character. And a bunch of immature people. And can have funny acting chops as well. So that is our cast for Walk On. The Ben Malcolmson story. Let's get into the pitch. So we're going to open the movie with Ben Malcolmson finishing his last track and field event in high school. Played by Tom Holland, finishing with a win. So excited and showing him after that going to a party with friends and family asking, what are you going to do now? What's next step for you? You're going to keep running track. What are you, you going to do? And he tells him, I'm, I'm going to leave Texas. I'm going to USC. I'm pretty sure I want to be a writer and the writing program is top notch. not going to plan on doing any sports, not going to plan on being in athletics anymore, just going to focus on possibly being a great writer. And then in the next clip, we show him heading off to school and he gets to school and he's joins the school newspaper. All excited. He gets part of the sports division in the newspaper. 
know, he was an athlete. He, he understands most sports, but they put him on the volleyball beat. He knows nothing about volleyball. So we show him researching, get into it. And how does the scoring work? How does this all work? And he's just miserable at every one of these games. It's like, this is terrible. I don't know what's going on. How do I report on this? I don't even know if that was a good play or not. What is going on? And then his editor calls him in after a few weeks and tells him, hey, we got an opening on the football beat. Would you like to join? Yes. <laughs> he pipes up right away. Yes, I want to be a part of this. I know USC football. It is one of the greatest football programs in the nation at the time. Coming off of national championship, predominant team, national exposure. He knows football. He's from Texas. He may have not played football since he was in Pee Wee League, but he knows football. So we can cover it in a better way. And this is where we start a montage of him going to all these different games and championships. They win two championships while he's on their beat. He goes to three Heisman Trophy ceremonies while he's covering the team, talking to Pete Carroll, asking him questions. And Pete Carroll's answering him. And Pete Carroll, of course, played by Owen Wilson, was that jovial guy answering questions, laughing, having fun, knowing who he is, answering, hi, Ben, how are you? Like, we show that kind of camaraderie in that aspect. And then we get to, boom, senior year. Ben's now the sports editor for the school newspaper. It's his senior year. He wants to make a mark. He's looking for a great story to do. Not just covering the team, but getting involved in the team. Football is number one on campus. Coming off a national championship, there, there's nothing bigger to talk about. Even in L.A., at this time, they have no professional football team. The professional team, the team everyone talks about in the city of L.A., is the USC Trojans. So how can he dive in? What can he do to really show a new aspect, a new twist on everything? And he sees a post. Just walking through the quad, sees a sign advertising walk-on tryouts for the football team. Now, if you don't know, there's only a certain amount of scholarships that a Division I football team is allowed to offer. But they can offer as many walk-on spots as they would like. And a walk-on is someone that doesn't get their school paid for, doesn't get the extra amenities. They might be able to get to work out in the same area. They might get team meals but and travel on certain occasions. It depends on the situation and the school. But other than that, they're just a student paying their way and playing football. And 99% of them never actually get to play in a game. Unless injuries mount up, unless they just out of nowhere wow everybody. They don't get that opportunity. But Ben's thinking, that might be a good story. How does the process work to become a walk-on? How is the tryout? I'm an athletic person. I ran track. I, I'm fast. I can at least be out there and not look terrible. Like, <laughs> and I can just have a great story to, to write about for people that really want to know the whole process, the ins and outs of the team. That's a good idea. So he, he has this idea. It's about six weeks out, and he starts training. He obviously has not played football. He doesn't know everything. 
that he needs to do, but he knows you need to lift weights, you need to be able to run fast. So that's what he focuses on, and he gets himself in somewhat shape for the big day, the walk-on day. He comes up, he signs in at the check-in table, and he gets his number and everything, and he's standing in line, and the coaches are kind of walking by, telling him what's going to go on and everything. And you kind of see Pete Carroll in the background kind of saying, Hey, is that is that Ben? Is that that reporter guy? Because after every game and most practices, he's getting interviewed by Ben, not just personally, but he's in the group of people interviewing him. So he sees him almost every day, every week, and all the time. So he recognized Ben. He's like, Ben, what are you doing out here? He's like, trying out, <laughs> seeing, what, seeing how, what this is all about. He's like, well, good luck to you. And so he goes in and he has no idea what's going on. He's just watching these other guys who are guys that played football in high school and just maybe wanted a shot to be Rudy and want the shot to <laughs> make their statement. A lot of them are freshmen because you come on, you just have that desire in your head like, oh, I can make it. I can do it. I'm bigger now. I'm stronger. I'm faster now than I was in high school. I can, I can make a statement. I'll be, the, I'll be the next big name in football. So a lot of them are cocky. A lot of them are know exactly what everything to do. So they're going to go, the first thing we're going to do is the 40 time. Ben's like, what? What's a 40 time? Like, do I get like a 40 ounce beer? And how fast I, no, 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 that's not it. So he, he sees all these players, they're lining up kind of in a track stance and they run 40 yards and they time how fast they run. And he run, he has no idea how to do this. And he, he runs fast. He, they don't ever tell him the time, but he's, he seems like he did pretty good. He, he knows how to come off the starting blocks, similar to track, and he so just runs in a straight line and does pretty good compared to the other athletes. And then they're kind of asking him what position he wants to try out for. And he's like, um, skinny fast person, so I guess I'll be a receiver? <laughs> and so they're kind of trying him out at a receiver. They have Guy's throwing him balls. He's catching all, all of them. He, he doesn't drop a single ball at this tryout, which is really impressive because that's what his receiver really needs to do. And so he finishes all the drills and everything, and they, they tell him, thank you all for coming. In a couple days, we'll post them out of the quad, and you can check to see there if you made the team. So he goes and starts writing up his story of how it was and how knew nothing, and it was just... It's, Got to be the experience of in the practice arena and everything. It was a great experience. And then he gets a call from one of his buddies saying, hey, they posted the the people that made the team. And your name's on it. It's like, what? So he just jumps out of his chair and leaves, runs to the quad and just goes and checks. And they, his name's on the thing. He's like, no, no. I, I, I wasn't anything special. I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what the plays were. They said to run a button hook, and I had to go, what in the world's a button hook? <laughs> they said to run a stop and go, and was like, what's a stop and go? Do I need to go to the store? What are you talking about? I have no idea what these plays are or any of these terminologies. And so he, he looks at it, he's like, this, this is crazy. So on the sheet it says, if your name's here, go to this location, sign in, and we'll get you set up to be on the team. So he goes there, and he starts to, like, like, I don't know if this is a joke. I, I know I know Coach Carroll. He, he plays pranks and might just be a prank because he knows who I am. He said good luck and maybe he's just like, oh, joke. So he's 
kind of sign in. The person's like, no, I mean, your name's on the list like it's supposed to be. Like, you should be on the team. So go ahead and fill this stuff out. And as he does that, Pete Carroll kind of walks by and he goes, hey, Pete, um, hey, Coach Carroll, uh, is this a joke? Did I actually make the team? I mean, <laughs> no, it's a funny joke, dude. Like, it's get the reporter is funny. Haha. And he's like, no, no, no joke. You were really fast. You had great hands. That's the kind of person we want on the team. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even believe that. That's crazy. So, he, I mean, he's he's excited. He's like, do I just... But he's like, I'm a reporter. I was just doing a story. Do I not take this opportunity? He's like, thinking in his head, he's like, he's covered this team and how precious it is and how being able to be part of this team is something special and he can't pass that up he can't pass up that opportunity he thinks god has put him into a place where he's given him an opportunity to be have this experience that 99 percent of people will never ever get the chance to experience being on the practice field of the usc trojans being on the team having a jersey he goes and he gets the playbook big thick book looks like a textbook and he's like what is this? He's looking through it and he has no idea. what. I don't know what this is, what this is. I don't know what's going on. So he comes every every position meeting, every team meeting. He's there for spring practice. His mind is running a million miles a minute. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea, like, am I doing good? What's going on? He's following these players. Steve Smith and Dwayne Jarrett are on the team. They are all American wide receivers. So he's just watching them in, in every single thing they do. Because if anyone's doing it right, they are. They're the best in the country. So he starts to get a little bit better. Develop some good camaraderie in the team. When they have their spring game. And he runs a crossing pattern across the field. And gets hit awkwardly. And injures his shoulder. Bad enough that he can't practice anymore and he goes to the doctor and they say we're gonna have to have surgery and it's gonna be about nine months recovery well at that time nine months would be basically the end of the season they might have a chance at making it to the their bowl game if they make that but is it really worth it I'm not gonna be able to practice I'm a walk-on he's not a scholarship player not guaranteed any playing time at all not guaranteed to do anything so he prays about it and thinks about it He's like, this is an opportunity that I cannot pass up. He's like, this this whole thing about God keeps weighing on him that it's he's pushing him, seeing if he's going to give up and break. And he doesn't. He's determined more than anybody to be ready for the start of training camp. In an injury and recovery time that's supposed to take nine months, he goes in before the start of training camp and is cleared. Within four months of his surgery, he's cleared to practice and play. So Ben rehabs, and he's able to get back in the field for training camp. And that's when it really hits him. That's when they put on all the pads, and he is starting to get hit hard by the likes of people like Clay Matthews. And he gets hit, and gets back up again, and gets hit, and gets back up again. And it's not the hits that are really challenging him. It's the playbook. He still doesn't understand everything in the playbook. 
He understands what he's supposed to do, but everything is something new. The terminology is all new. The way he's supposed to approach it, it's all new. And he's struggling. And he starts asking his locker neighbor in the locker room, Mario, played by Rico Rodriguez, what can I do? Like, Mario's the kicker. And he understands a little bit about being kind of outside the norm. He doesn't practice with everybody else. He's not always on the field with everyone else. But he at least gets to play at game days and travel with the team. As a walk-on, Ben doesn't get to travel. At home games, he gets to dress. But the chances he gets in is very little. So he's looking for purpose. He goes to Pete Carroll because they have that relationship. And he's just like, what can I do? I, I need a goal. I need something to strive for. And Pete's like, remember, they, we are one of the best football teams in America. We get the best players to come play here. Players that have been sacrificing and playing their whole lives to be here. Even though you have talent, you have drive, and you are smart, it's always going to be an uphill battle. But if you keep trying and you never give up, I will do all I can to make this worth your while. So Ben leaves that conversation. He just feels down. Like, like, yeah, he said he'll do whatever he can if I don't give up, but he's not getting hit every day. So Ben goes home and prays. And it starts to weigh on him that maybe he can go and make this God's purpose. Maybe that is his purpose of being on this team, is connecting to these guys. He hears what's going on in the locker room, what the guys are talking about, and he knows that, hey, maybe this isn't how it has to be. Maybe I can connect to just some of these guys. There's over 100 guys on this team. It's a lot of people. Maybe I can just hit a few. So he, go he goes to Rico, his locker mate, who's been there a little while, and he's like, hey, do you think maybe if I, I started a Bible study, some of the guys might come? And he's like, Bible study? What? What's that? <laughs> what are you talking about? And he explains to him, like, we read stories of the Bible, we talk about it, how it affects our lives, and all that stuff. And he's like, I mean, may maybe? I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that stuff. I, I, probably, I, probably wouldn't, I, mean, I probably wouldn't do it. But, despite what Rico said... Ben goes ahead and posts all over the locker room. Hey, we're having a Bible study this time, this place. We'll have snacks. All are walk. He reserves the place. He goes and nobody shows up. Not one person on the whole team shows up. I mean, he he doesn't have a whole lot of clout with the team. Yeah, he made the team, and he's but he's a walk-on. He's not a leader. I mean, yeah. It can kind of make sense. But it's a little bit discouraging to Ben. I thought this was going to be my purpose. So he prays about it and prays about it. And then he goes back to the drawing board. He's like, maybe I'll do something more simple. We'll just do a prayer group before each practice. So he sets a time and place, posts it all around the locker room, tells everyone about it, tells Rico, like, hey, what if we just do a prayer group? It just takes you know, 
five minutes before a practice and then we, we go out and practice and games everything and we simple I, mean, I guess i don't know anything about it but i guess so he does this and again he's just standing there alone doesn't mean he doesn't pray but he's alone and we're coming close to the end of the season they're having another good season one of the top teams in the country and we get to the last game of the year it's a home game and they get it he gets to dress for the game and around this time his story has already been printed in the newspaper about the whole walk-on series and what he's going through because he He's not just doing football. He still wants to be a writer. He knows he doesn't have a career in football. He's not going to be a professional. He can't even play on the field. So he is on the sidelines and he starts to hear this chant. Get Ben in. Get Ben in. Get Ben in. USC is at this time winning the game and they're getting close to the end of the game. We see Pete Carroll. He hears the chants. Get Ben in. Get Ben in. Get Ben in. And he turns and goes, Malkinson! Get in there. Now, he doesn't get to play like a play like in Rudy or anything like that. He just gets in for a kneel. But he actually gets on the field for a televised game. And it makes him feel like I achieved my purpose. I fought hard to make it to this point, and I got to be a USC Trojan. I got to play for the USC Trojans. So he feels great about this. And then, after the regular season, they're going to go to a bowl game. And even though Ben feels great about being able to be in a game, he still knows that maybe there's a bigger purpose here. So he contacts his grandfather, who works for the Gideon Bibles, which are the Bibles in all the hotel rooms, and they pass them out everywhere, all across the world. And his grandpa agrees to send him a hundred Bibles, one for everybody on the team. So they take a, a break during Christmas, the team does, and then they'll come back to practice for the Rose Bowl. And he goes through, does a little bow on every one of those Bibles, places them in every single locker. And he's excited to come back from the holidays to see you know, if it meant anything to anybody. And when he walks in, he's just in shock. It looks like every single Bible has been ripped up and just thrown onto the papers everywhere. You can't even see the floor. Nothing is more disheartening to that. It was a gift that people just destroyed. Throw it away, but don't rip it up. I mean, it's just, it was just killer day. So that's the last thing he does to try to reach out to the team. They go to the Rose Bowl. A few days after the Rose Bowl, he wakes up and gets the news that his friend, his locker mate, had passed away during a car wreck. And he'd been trying to look for something positive that he could gain from this. And that's how it ends. He goes to the funeral with the rest of the team. And on the casket, he sees that Bible, that Gideon Bible that he passed out to everybody. It looks a little bit worn, like it's been read a lot. And he's confused like why is that bible on his casket and he goes to the funeral in the wake after and he's ends up seeing mario's mother and she was looking forward to meeting because 
the last few weeks, he had changed Mario's life unknowingly. She told him how he saw that Bible in his locker and he was kind of shocked by it. He's like, what is this? Mario really didn't get into church life. He grew up away from the church and drifted from the church and just didn't care about it. But he started to kind of read through it and like he knew he knew you were really into the Bible and God. He didn't really understand it. And then he started to read it more and more and just ask questions after questions and talk to us about it. And he was just so enamored by it. It changed his life in these last few weeks. And because of you, I think he's actually in heaven. That small gesture you did, I think, changed his soul. And it's like just an awe. He, he didn't even know. Rico was right there. He would ask him questions all the time, and but yet Rico was kind of introverted. It's kind of scared to reach out, but he, with the Bible, he could do it on his own. He could dive into it and figure out things and didn't have to feel nervous or feel like he was going to be a, a nerd or, or anything like that. And it just that one simple act he did, one final act he did to try to make a connection, he did. And that's... And that's where the movie would end. The epilogue will show us his trajectory as a career. He went on to work for Pete Carroll in a website that Pete had gone on. And then from there went to be Pete's special assistant when Pete went to the Seahawks. And he was there for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl win. He has a ring. And he's worked with Pete for years as a special assistant. So that one tryout he had changed his life forever. So executives, what do you think? You decide, should this be made into a movie? A lot of twists and turns, and this is, I know, a little bit on the Christian side, obviously. But that was all in the research and how Ben tells it. So it's hard to say that won't happen. And it's a movie that's been at least shopped around to be possibly actually made. If you like that pitch, let us know. Let us know what you thought of the pitch. Let us know ideas you might have for our next pitch. We love to get ideas from you because there's so many great stories out there that could be made into a pitch, especially local stories, the stories from where you're from. Those stories don't make national news harder to research, harder to find. And I would love to hear those stories because they would make great, great, great pitches for movies. Please connect with us on all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Sports Film Pitch. And you can also connect with us on our website, sportsfilmpitch.com. You can leave us a voicemail for ideas or or if you just want to give a short blurb about something that happened, a great sports story in your life, we would love to include that on our show as well. Or you can leave us a message there on our contact page. Please don't be afraid to connect with us. We love to hear from you and we love to hear local stories. So please reach out. We love all the support you guys give us and we're going to continue to make this as much as we can. I love making these, and I can't wait to put them out every single time. So that's this week's pitch, and stay tuned for the next pitch.
where we give you Hollywood's next sports movie.